Here we go. Here is your weekly background noise while you do something not very important. Insert X into that. Hopefully not masturbate. Don't insert your X into that. That wouldn't be good. Not mine. Definitely not. Insert whatever you want into that is what is what he means by that. But um, yeah, yeah. We're, back. we're back. We're back. So thank you very much to every single person who left a review of the podcast. Um, it really means a lot. Um, I know we are very self-deprecating by nature, but we're actually really looking forward to getting this going. And we think this is going to be one of our main drives. Obviously, YouTube will be back soon. Um, I'll be probably moving um, out to Dubai very, very soon. Hopefully hey. this time. Hopefully this year at some point. I say hopefully probably because this year. If it's not this year, definitely next year. Um, and the YouTube will be back, you know. The YouTube will be back. But between now and then, this is the little, this is the little filler bit. You know, but you can't watch YouTube when you're doing the dishes, but you can listen to this. So, or could you? You could actually. I forgot about could. that. Well, he's embarrassed himself there. Yeah, well, unless you want to drop your iPad or your iPhone and sink, you know, you might just think, well, anyway. Um, yeah, so this is that, a nice little that filler. Is a podcast. That's a podcast exclusive, though. That's the first time that you have it publicly is. announced that you're moving to Dubai. It is. See, Cats I, out the see back, you know? exclusive content here now. But um, basically, yeah. long and short of it is, Mike can't live without me. So um, I've got, yeah. I've got to follow him out there, you know. So. And exclusive for me, I'm moving back to the UK. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. The <laughs> day after Dan arrives, funnily enough. So yeah, yeah there you go. Is that? probably would Exciting. actually knowing him knowing him he would but um yes. but yeah look that's um that's an exclusive on the podcast guys so you should feel pretty special about that it's i haven't even told my parents i haven't even told my parents yet <laughs> i'm joking i have no i have but don't worry um yes. Yes. but yeah that's it so it'll be more content more videos probably videos on steroids not literally um but in a place like uh like dubai it's going to be pretty easy to get content out um, I mean, I'm I'm gonna need a hat. Dan's gonna need a hat. Big, I'm big gonna time. need a hat. <laughs> I mean, it's not good for the old pale skin, is it over there? Um, but yeah, thank you to everyone who wrote a review. Like I say, it means so much. If you haven't yet written a review and you're listening, it would mean the world to us if you could. Like I say, we do a lot of put a lot of free content, put a lot of stuff, and it just helps us reach more people. It helps us get ourselves out there, um, you know, in in the in the appropriate way. Um, and that's what we want. We want. We just want to reach more people. We want to help more people. Um, and, and the only way we're going to do that is, is if we get a little bit of help. We can't do it ourselves because we're useless. So we don't have so much. And um, yeah, this is the one thing I guess that we're going to ask um, is uh, is if you can leave a review, it would be very very much appreciated. And if we do a team meet up and we recognise your name is a review, then you know there's a beer coming your way. Or whatever your tipple is. Me, Lager, Dan, Southern Comfort, sometimes Amaretto. And true story. So yeah. There um, you go. I don't like the man- manly drinks, prefer the prefer the, the ones that taste nice. So there is that. Um we are not announcing the winner of the competition just yet. We're gonna extend it. So you've got another probably till Sunday, um, another few days to get that review in. We'll go over all the entries that have been screenshotted and emailed to us. We will then make the announcement in the Facebook group. If you haven't joined the Facebook group yet. More biceps, more banter. Go join it. Get even more of these. Even more of these. Um, and we'll announce the winners in there of the competition of who's won the coaching, who's won the blitz places, and who's won a hoodie. And we'll be in there. There you go. So let's go on with the podcast.
Let's go. So our views of the fitness industry. I mean, this could be, I mean, make sure there's no one around who's, um, who's, who's offended by swearing because this one could get a little bit, a little bit ranty. But um, yeah, Mike wanted to talk about our view of the fitness industry. I just thought that um, last week we gave a bit of information, I guess, on, on metabolism and some, some stuff that's, I guess, a little bit more um, in, in the, not mainstream because it's not, but kind of floating around the fitness industry. And th- this week, I just think it's, uh, it's time for maybe a little bit of a rant. It's just Instagram's annoying me this week. There's, there, there's, there's a few different camps of the fitness industry camp. Um, and I think the first one that's kind of annoying me is the anti-diet culture. And I wanted to use this as a safe place because I'll just piss people off on Instagram. But what the fuck is this anti-diet culture about? Like, I can't, I can't stand this. I can't stand the um, like the egotistical, arrogant approach that you should love yourself at any size, which is true. Okay, I'm all for that. I'm all for a positive message. I'm all for be whatever you want to be, be however you want to be. But it's almost swung so far the other way that it's now berating people, it almost feels like it's a sin to actually want to improve your body or feel more confident or feel a little bit better. And it seems to be coming from the mouths of people who are already in fucking shape, who have convenient. Convenient, isn't it? Convenient. It's convenient. It's the ones who have tracked for fucking five, six, seven years, have probably been through eating disorders, been on stage, fucking done photo shoots, whatever. Like, There's a large proportion of the industry now that's just cottoning on to this, um, this kind of approach. And it, it just seems very on trend. Now, don't get me wrong. There are a, a demographic of people who do need to stop this cycle of dieting, obsessing over food, have food relationship issues. And there are going to be experts in the field out there that are much more qualified than myself to talk about it. But it just seems that every, every, like every other coach now, like every other coach is going down this way, like in, in one area of the industry. Like there's the, there should be a select few. There should. The ones who, you know, are good at it. And, and we know a few people who are good at it, and that's their, that's their demographic. But it just seems like everybody now, everybody, and it's just winding me the fuck up. Yeah, the, the diet culture stuff, like I think is – Again, like I, I, I get the message from the whole like on on the on the you know the overall message of the anti diet culture, which is like you know you're not you're not just worthy because you're thinner than someone else. Like you just said, that's our message. That would be the same. We have the same message, but to me, that's just common sense. Like we we would never say, well, someone's a better person than someone else because they're leaner. It's like no, that person just feels good about themselves because they're leaner. That's what we would say. That's how I I, I term it with all my clients. It's like, well, if they feel better, leaner, and working out hard in the gym, I feel like I put all that effort in and they feel better for it and more confident. Who's to say that that work and that effort shouldn't be highlighted and congratulated? Just because we're congratulating that person on their achievement doesn't mean we're congratulating them just because they're lean or because they're leaner than someone else that they deserve congratulations and someone else doesn't. And it's that whole thing of, I agree with you. Like it's, it's almost deemed bad to diet. Like you see someone going on a diet and people go, oh, you don't need to diet. Like dieting's bad for you dying is bad for you and that's that's the new message that's coming out is like you don't need to do that you shouldn't need to do that you shouldn't need to feel like you need to do that and it's like well I don't feel like I need to do that I want to do it because I don't feel good about myself like me and you I think I, I'm I'll speak for you here and um, apologies if this is oversharing but 
both me and Mike aren't the most confident people about our physiques. Like I'll happily stand there and say, look, when I go on holiday, I don't feel comfortable taking my top off hugely. I don't feel massively. And and most people, again, I'm not arrogant at all because I've just said that, but most people probably look at me and go, oh, you're in pretty decent shape. Why do you feel that? Why do you feel like that? And it's just just the way I am. I'm just not 100% confident in, in, in my physique and my shape, whether it's not lean enough or, or whatever, that I feel 100% happy. That's not, I don't see it as a problem. I don't ever feel intimidated by the people who do diet or do those things or do want to, to get leaner and get six packs and stuff. That's my own thing. But I don't ever feel pressure from anyone else to feel a certain way or to go on a diet or to not go on a diet. I just know how I feel based on any given day, week, month. If I want to lose a bit of body fat, I will. If I want to train a bit harder in the gym, I will. I don't understand why people are so adamant about putting their own view of the world because they're 100% happy with their physique and they don't really train very hard and they don't diet anymore that they think, oh, well, that's how everyone should feel. It's like, yeah, but you've just put in that eight years of work to get where you are to be happy. Don't pretend that you can get here without doing that eight years of hard work. But yet people are coming to those people in year one and being like, oh, I'm still not happy with how I look. Oh, it's okay. Don't worry about it. What, what do you mean? Don't, what do you mean don't worry about it? I, I don't feel good. <laughs> like, and it, and I just think it's, I just think it's weird because I don't, I feel that way, but I don't get influenced by the social media stuff. I don't follow people who have those sorts of physiques, but I still don't feel 100% happy in myself. It's weird. Like, I just don't think it's as cut and dry as oh, it's the diet culture that did it to me. It's not. It's really it just not. seems like it's that holier than thou approach of mm. where you know we're preaching that no one needs to diet. Some people need to diet. Some people do need to diet. Yeah, some people do need to diet. And and like like you said, like, it doesn't mean you're a better person. And then it's like kind of, you could just translate that same message into any other way, like any any other kind of, uh, I guess, quantifiable item, I guess. It's like going, well, more money in your bank doesn't make you a better person. So why save them? Like, it's not as cut and dry as that. It's the same Mm. as going, like, you know, being leaner doesn't make you a better person. So don't, don't diet. Neither does saving money. Neither does cleaning your house. Doesn't make you a better person, but you want to clean your house. Like it's not what you do shouldn't be just because oh that's going to make me a better person. It should be because you want to you want to do it. And look, in my opinion, there's been so much demonization of dieting through media, through other people, like in terms of oh what are you doing that for? Why are you dieting? Like or diets don't work, or diets don't do this, or whatever from from media, from papers, and there's so much bullshit, there's so much confusing ideas out there already. And now the actual people that are employed to help people get into shape are now jumping on that same bandwagon and saying you don't need to diet. How, How fucking confusing is that then? So somebody who wants to diet, who doesn't feel comfortable on holiday, who, you know, wants to feel better in herself, who wants to get changed in front of her partner or his partner or whatever it is. And now they're going, well, actually dieting is bad. So this person's fucking stuck then because who the fuck do they listen to? Because throughout their life, it's expected of them to eat shit. Because nowadays you open a fucking salad anywhere, oh, dieting. You open a bag of crisps, nobody bats an eyelid. They probably ask you for a fucking crisp. This day and age, this day and age, it's the norm. It's the norm to eat junk. It's, it's, that's just the way it is. People don't even mention it. But you order a salad or you don't have a dessert and people go, oh, you're dieting. And what a fucking weird world that is that actually <laughs> yeah. the wrong way around. Like, that's the wrong way around. So if that's what people have got to deal with in, in everyday fucking life anyway, 
And then you get people, fitness professionals who are employed in this sector to try to promote healthier ways of life and food and, and exercise. And half of them are now going, don't bother. What the fuck is that about? Yeah, don't bother because you're fucking, you're in shape. You don't need to bother. It's the same as every other fucking coach who starts training in a different way and then all of a sudden starts training all their clients the same way. Yeah. Like, you wouldn't do it. Just because me and Dan don't track our food doesn't mean that none of my clients don't track. Like, the majority of my clients track their food. Like, coaching in the style that suits you, the coach, isn't being the best coach because everybody's not you. So I just find it very, very confusing where all of this has come from. And like I say, there is a need for this type of coach. There is a need for a percentage of people that have done yo-yo dieting, that do have a bad relationship with food, that do binge and restrict. That is for them. But it's becoming so mainstream now that everyone's just like, well, no, I'm not going to diet because it's... And it's, it's also as well, the problem with that as well is it's also highlighting, like I've noticed that a lot of people are saying things like, oh, I had a binge at the weekend. I'm like... You didn't. You went out for food and you had two courses and a bottle of wine. That's not, you know, again, because it's now become such common uh, language people use and, and people put it on posts and, you know, you see camera images all over the place. It's like, no, that's not technically what that is. If you look at the definition of it, like that's not what it is. And that's not a binge restrict cycle. That's just you having a weekend where you ate a bit more food. Like it's, and, and because of that, like the, the pendulum has swung so far the other way where it's like, oh, I just, you know, I just, I just, I just couldn't help myself. I fancied it. Well, that's what happens to all of us. Like, I had a chocolate bar today, like, so what? But that, oh, I shouldn't have had this binge. It's not, like, it's really not. Like, we need to kind of come back to what like, all these, all this terminology is and all this sort of stuff. And like you said there, we get, we want to get our clients to a place where they can mindfully eat and do these things. Like, so where they are happy with their body, they are confident, they don't feel the need to diet. But we know that that's once they've reached their goal. Like, once they've got there and they can maintain that, that's, that's the goal. That's what we want to try and do, take all that away. And right now you don't have to worry about it. You can just go to your fridge and pick what you want because you've set up your fridge in a way and you've built these habits. You know what's what, you know what's good from all the work we've done previously. It's that whole thing. That's the one thing that annoys me the most about the industry is like you just said, their coaches coach people how they are right there in that second. And that, we see it in bodybuilders all the time. One minute, like we talked about before, where the nose strip's gone all of a sudden. They've, they've gone, haven't they? They're not You know, blood glucose monitor and all of a sudden that's not a thing anymore. I don't see people talking about that quite as much. CBD or, you know, it's, it's whatever that, that person in that moment is doing there. And it's like, and then they'll coach that person in that moment, brand new client, never, never set foot in the gym or been in six months. Yeah, do you train the same way as an IFBB pro that's been training for 10 years? Well, no, that's, that's not how it works, is it? And it's stupid. It really is the most annoying thing about our industry is the trends. And we've, we've highlighted this before is trends will come and go. They will always come around. And, pe- and it's the same people that latch onto them the same people and that's how you know that they're fucking idiots and they're morons is that they just jump on the trend it's i completely agree going back to the like the terminology thing i think you bring up a great point is that it's now become so abundant that now everyone's got an eating disorder it's like oh you can't do that that's disordered eating what if you have fucking a bit of ice cream pizza and ice cream it's not like you say it's not binge at what point did all of a sudden that you eating over a, an allotted amount of calories that's probably in a spreadsheet or in a Word document from a coach, when did that become a binge? Because it's not. That's just norm, a normal, fuck it. You know, do you fancy pizza? Yeah. Like, and it's almost like we're, the industry is so quick to diagnose these poor food relationships. And I'm not saying that people don't have poor food relationships because they do. 
but it's what to what abundance to what extent it's like when the whole fucking gluten free craze went around it's like oh my god everybody's gluten free but everybody that just is into bodybuilding is gluten free coincidence that yet there's like what fucking three percent of the entire population yet 80 percent of bodybuilders or whatever at the time were funny yeah funny that it's all you it's all you guys like it's the same thing it's like I, i don't disagree that there's people like that struggle with with that but it's almost like people are just being tarred with the same brush that mm. it's an eating disorder because you're over on, on Saturday. It's not an eating disorder. That's not an uncontrollable need to, to eat and then continue to keep eating to the point where you feel physically sick or be physically sick. But, you know, if, if you're going a few hundred calories over your allowance from your coach, it's, it's not a binge, but yet the industry is pushing it that way. And again, it's, it's mirroring society, especially in the UK, that it's this airy-fairy, namby-pamby approach to political correctness and how we're so fucking weak and soft these days like you can't oh you can't call them that you can't call them this you can't do that you can't fucking get a grip like get mm-hmm. a grip it's just- I, I i think it's actually like really disrespectful to those that actually do have like we've talked about this before do have eating disorders because when they're diagnosed again like we know as nutrition nutritionists and professionals in our industry we know that actually there's this there's a certain other profession for that that's not a nutrition thing. That's not a nutrition thing. I know it's because eating disorder is all in the name. It's not. That's more mental health. That's not our demographic. That's not our work. And then and people are spilling over now and going, well, I, I had an eating disorder. Now I'm a fitness coach 10 years down the line from 10 yeah. years ago having it. So I can help people and teach them how to do it. Well, no, no, you can't stop no. what you're doing. Like, and I, I can't believe that our industry is can have such an impact on people's health, physical and mental for the long term, could could save the the government billions and fucking probably trillions in the long term of pounds, can be so unregulated. I don't understand it. I'm going to throw it out there. I say I think that nutrition, diet, training can have as big of an impact as hospitals do on people, on general health, if, if, if it was fucking regulated properly and done properly, which it's not. And... You Look at how regulated that. You just want to I, wear it. I do. I, I, I just, well, no, I've got one. I want to be able to wear it. Okay. <laughs> that's, the, that's the trick. Um, is like, that's, and I think how regulated that industry is. But yeah, us, it's like anyone can rock up, anyone could do a level three PT course, which is, by the way, fucking easier than level two SATs, and can then roll out into a gym and start putting weight on someone's back and tell them how to eat properly. Apparently, apparently. And we know they can't. We know that there are absolute morons out there that do that. And it's because and it's the same thing because it's now so glamorized being an online coach. People go, oh, I can be an online coach. It's easy. It's easy being an online coach because they just see the money and they say, oh, it's that's easy. I just tell people to eat less food or tell people that they can eat whatever they want and it'll be all right. It's and that, that's the thing that worries me about the industry and where it's going is that it's becoming so easy for people just to walk waltz into it with a good physique, turn around and go, well, I did this, so you should do it. And we that's what we've seen in our five years in it, six years in it is people do that well i'm in good shape listen to me no that is the worst way of doing it so 100 percent. like the industry is so unregulated and i just can't fathom a way that it, it, it ever will be because it's because it is social media driven that i just can't fathom away and it's it is dangerous like it, it is dangerous because and not only that but you then you kind of tar everybody else with the same brush because somebody has a poor experience with a shit coach who 
let's be honest, more often than not, probably doesn't even have a level three PT qualification. Probably didn't yeah. even bother doing that because they've always trained, they've always gone to the gym and do you know what? It's quite easy because you get to do it at home and you just kind of give out the meal plan that you got from your coach. And like, it is a fucking easy thing to do for the people who do it shitly, but then it tarnishes everybody else's kind of reputation or whatever. That mm. actually the people who sit down are qualified, work at their desk, have you know, um, a structure, have a routine, have a have a business, have care for their clients, provide community. You're kind of lumped into one bracket, whereas half the fucking coaches, if not more than half the coaches I know, do the check-ins on their mobile phone while they're, while they're busy going, doing stuff, fucking, fucking traveling around the world or doing this or doing that or dicking about doing other shit. Mm. That's not our version of online coaching at all. It's, we've said it before that, we, you know, if people ask me what I do, I'm almost embarrassed to say yeah. personal trainer, PT, because you're lumped in with that stereotype of that's what people assume and they still think of and it's um yeah it's it's the the, the industry is it's still very much in its infancy as well this is the problem this is why i think it's from for us quite scary seeing it now is it's really still not mainstream online coaching pt is a bit more mainstream people know what pts are but the online stuff isn't and it's um it's worrying it's worrying to think some of these fucking morons could be um you know, could be out there, you know, and, and ultimately harming people in the long run. Like, you know, that's the that's the main concern. But hey, so I'll take our little take on the industry. So there you go. Yeah, a little pocket of the industry. I think we'll maybe cover that a little bit more in our Facebook group. But if you listen to this, you missed it because this is released after the Facebook group. So that is another incentive to go and join the Facebook group if you're not already in it. That, um, but yeah. We'll kind of carry on the conversation. So the most important bit of the podcast is time for the funny story. Funny story. Okay. So this is this is what I'm going for. I found a nice little website, actually. Um, and I, I could have, I mean, I looked down to the fourth one. I could have used any. Fifth one's great. Sixth one's not great. But anyway, I'm going to go in with number, number four. But I'm definitely going to be using this website in... Um, <laughs> In future. Sounds ominous. Now, I just want to set the scene here. Or, no, or do I? No, I don't. But there's a guy who's looking, I guess, glum alongside a few other pictures here. But it's real stony-faced. So here we go. Brand name included. I used Marks and Spencer's Vine Tomatoes as anal beads. Now I'm shitting ketchup. <laughs> I used Marks and Spencer vine tomatoes as anal beads. Now I'm shitting ketchup. <laughs> what is that? I mean, that's not... Did, not. did he not freeze them first? Surely he should have frozen them. That would have made, made a bit more sense. He, he may well have. I mean, I'm going to go into this. Um, obviously, I'm going to I'm going to um, read into this, but that's not good, is it, for Marks and Spencer? How's Jimmy got his article? How's Jimmy? How's Jimmy got an article on this website? It is Jimmy. Um, <laughs> It is Jimmy. No, his name is Alan. Of course, they always they always name them. Alan. They Forsyth. always name them in this in these embarrassing stories. They always leave their full name in usually. Yeah, in it. And it, tell, it tells you where he's from as well. Hoxton. You know, Alan Forsyth from Hoxton, East London. Do you want to fucking give the address or what? Like, <laughs> like... but yeah, it, this these are not just any anal beads. These are M and S anal beads. Um, so. It's just the face. It's the face for me. Like, it's... I, like, <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah. the face. He's like a skinhead. It looks remarkably like Dan, actually. Um, I'm not from Hoxton. 
he's not from Oxford. So I use Marks and Spencer's Vine Tomatoes as anal beads. Now I'm shitting ketchup. A misguided sex fan who tried to use Vine Tomatoes as anal beads ended up with egg on his face and pulp tomatoes in his rectum. Fine piece of journalism. Like, <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine, about four years at journalism school for that headline. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. Like, Egg on his face and pulp tomatoes in his rectum. Play on words. So, after mislaying his regular anal beads, regular, you know. God, yeah, because because uh, that is something you regularly mislay. You yeah, know, leave it around. Oh, where have they gone? Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, surely they've not they're not travelling around with you. Hopefully, Alan, the kids have got your anal beads again. Stop yeah, leaving yeah. them lying around, will you? <laughs> Mad. Um, after mislaying his regular ones, the regular ones, it's fine, the normal ones, Alan Forsyth fished a string of posh Marks and Spencer vine tomatoes from the fridge at his home in Hoxton, East London. Okay, he said, I assumed that small tomatoes would be able to retain their structural integrity on the way up. Right, he didn't say that. He didn't say that. He didn't say that. He didn't say those words. I'm sorry. If someone is putting, right, cherry tomatoes up their ass as anal beads, they did not use the words structural integrity. They didn't. They didn't. <laughs> There's no way. They're, they're two different IQ levels, those two things. They didn't. They didn't. <laughs> they didn't do Retain it. Retain their structural integrity <laughs> on the way up, if you will. He said, if you will. He's saying something to joke about. <laughs> he didn't say that either. Yeah, if you no will. Way. And the tomatoes would be firmly attached to the vine so I could pull them back out again. Have you never eaten cherry tomatoes? Yeah. yeah. Have you no, never? There's no way. There's no way. You, you, you don't I, I reckon Alan, who used cherry tomatoes as anal beads, right, didn't even know what cherry tomatoes from M&S were. He found them in the fridge and just went, what are these? These look like anal beads. There's no way someone does that, knows what cherry tomatoes on the vine from M&S are. I'm sorry. That sounds absolutely. really snobby, but they don't. They don't. No, absolutely not. Like, <laughs> I, I don't understand. This is making it sound like he's gotten to the fridge and he's making an informed decision about what item to go up. So, oh, cucumber, solid option. Might be <laughs> You know, cherry tomatoes, they're probably going to, you know, keep their structural integrity on the way. <laughs> yeah. like, it's like he's making, do you know what I mean? Do you know what I'm getting? It's like he's made notes. And the way that the article is written, it's like he's making a, a, an informed decision about what's going to be. And the way he said, like, um, I uh, I believe they'd be firmly attached to the vine so I could pull them back out again. Like, it's like he's con making a considered decision. It's, it's, it's the language for me. It's the language. Because when you look at a cucumber, he's gone, nah, too big. But yet with the cherry tomatoes, he's gone. Hmm, they'll retain their structural integrity if I shove them at my bum. Like it doesn't. Yeah. It's not gonna. Like it's not what you thought. He's never come into contact with cherry tomatoes. It's, it Ever doesn't take life. a vice-like grip to rip a cherry tomato from its vine. I have never. They, they, they right. They fall off in the pack. They fall off in the pack. There's no up way. Your, up your bum hole. Like <laughs> if you even even if you get them up there, I don't know how he's gotten them up there without squashing them. To be honest, no, I don't. I don't. Other than those anal beads, could be like snooker balls, usually. Yeah. And so actually, it's quite easy. It's pretty easy. So, oh, brilliant quote again. Quotation. So the next line. So he's put, you know, the firmly attached to the vine, so I could pull back out again. Next line. We are talking about Marks and Spencer after all. Quality gear. So. <laughs> He's taken into he's taken into account the the, the branding. Was it Aldi as the, as the ones he wouldn't he wouldn't have tried them. Wouldn't have tried after Aldi ones. Wouldn't have tried oh, it. 
they will not have the structural integrity <laughs> if that's what I've learned anything else M&S there's a chance that it's going to work does he not know that a tomato is a tomato wherever you buy it from no it's going to be similar at least isn't it but Alan oh interior designer Alan oh dear oh dear <laughs> oh you can get you no work um, who openly admits to being homosexual had overestimated the strength of the attachment between the vine and the tomatoes you don't say oh, really really <sighs> Next line, header, bold type, underlined, <laughs> climax. Oh, God. Oh, God. He said, quotations, as the moment of climax approached, I took a huge snort of poppers and pulled at the stalk of the vine, <laughs> expecting the tomatoes to pop out one after the other, but that didn't happen. I was just left clutching a bare stalk and all the tomatoes were left up my bum hole. <laughs> no shit, mate. Of course they were. <laughs> I took a huge snort of poppers pulled at the stalk of the vine, expecting them to pop out. It didn't happen. And I was left clutching a bare stalk and all the tomatoes were up my bum hole. <laughs> oh, my God. Sounds like a nice dance house. Over the next couple of days, they began to come apart and passed normally. Bollocks. Did it take a couple of days? No, no way. No, no way. way. They were leaking out, they were. This no is way. a published article. I mean, granted, <laughs> it's a Sunday sport. But, 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 you know, um, no way. Unfortunately, it's rather alarming. Rather like shitting ketchup. <laughs> they've, they've, used that, they've used that in the title, so I was expecting that. Yeah. A source at Marks and Spencer. Oh, they have not gone to Marks and Spencer about this story. They've gone to MS about this. <laughs> a source at Mark. What are they asking him? <laughs> all our products are of the highest quality and meet all our agreed standards. But our vine tomatoes are not sold as sex toys. <laughs> the same thing. The same thing I as love last the way week. they try to defend themselves. Like they, yeah. we, 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 we have the highest quality of standards. Yeah, yeah, for, for eating them. Yeah. Isn't it? It's the same. It's the same thing. Like last week, it's like you mustn't wank at work. What? We, <laughs> oh you mustn't wank at work. This is. It's like, but our vine tomatoes are not to be sold as sex toys. Remember that, guys. Like, like it passes through anybody's mind. But I, I love the defense of it. All of our products have the highest quality and meet all agreed standards. Like that's the opening line. <laughs> that's the agreed standards as well. By the way, yeah. that's but the agreed standard. Remember, guys. What do we finish off with? They should not be used as sex toys. Remember <laughs> that. That goes for anything. Should we put uh, on a label? Should we put on a label? Do you think we should put on a label? No need. Uh, no, no need. You don't need to do that. No one's going to even think of that. No need. Probably should have. Probably should have now. Yeah. After that. Alan's tomatoes up arse predicament was the last thing that MS need. <laughs> You're telling me. <laughs> um, new boss Steve Rowe last week unveiled plans to revive the retailers' clothing and homeware business, but warned the changes would hit profits, which were down more than 10%. That's it. That's not important, is it? Why have they thrown that bit in there? It's a Sunday oh, sport, mate. No one cares. No one reading the Sunday sport has got shares in MS, right? What? No one cares. What? That is literally where the article finishes. It's like we've got some we've got some funny news and some irrelevant news. Some actual news. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We've got some actual news right at the end there. The <laughs> profits are down by 10%. Um, and that was not uh, that was uh, not you can't blame Alan for that. Really? Um, oh honestly, my god. Honestly, there you go, God. guys. So what we've learned from this podcast is 
the fitness industry standards are lower than MS's anal beads standards. So there you go. Which which they always provide the highest quality. Um, but remember, what's the what's the tagline, everyone? Not to They're be not used as sex, sex toys. There you okay. go. Unbelievable. Always eat them mindfully, sure. Definitely never track them. Track Don't track them. those. Go up that way, up the bum. You know, not the arse. Um, I mean, that's a shocking story. I'd, be, I, 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 I'd never thought I would, I would listen to something like that. But there you go. Um, I mean, the, the human second, race never ceases to amaze me. Never. Is that the, that's the second up arse um, story we've had. We had the vicar with the potato. Well, yeah, if you haven't listened to that, I mean, if you enjoyed the, that story about the tomatoes, go and find our older episode. Let me find the, the right uh, episode seven, the elf, the sausages and the vicar. Yeah, the um, I can promise you the Vicar story will not disappoint you. Um, out of the two, I don't want to spoil it. Out of the two, I would rather put the tomatoes at my house 100%. 100%. Yeah, I mean, but a potato is probably a better substitute for anal bees than a cherry tomato, though. So, well, yeah, but if you're if the Vicar knew that, baby, if you take if you're talking baby potatoes, jacket potato is what I'm thinking. Well, I mean. Cucumber, yeah, I mean, it's starting yeah. to get dangerous then, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Jackie potato, no chance. Yeah, baby think potato, about yeah, similar, I guess, similar to an anal bead. Yeah. But I'm always going tomato. Fruit or veg, isn't it? Fruit or veg. I, I still, I'm with you. I still can't believe he got them up without breaking one. I He's don't close. believe, I don't believe it. not one of them went up without coming off the stalk or breaking or anything. It's stupid. He's taken some craftsmanship if he's done that. Like, he's just lying. He's got to be. There's no way. Sensationalist story, you reckon? I mean, come on. Who's making Think that up about themselves, though? That's the thing. I mean, yeah, that, that's a good point, yeah. What, what is he getting out of it? I, I doubt his interior design business is booming from this. <laughs> like, what is he getting out of it? Hey, mean, no, one who read, I, no one who reads a Sunday sport is getting an interior design of it. Don't worry about it. And look at him, like, he looks, he looks like, I don't know, Phil Mitchell-esque. He looks like a middle-aged bloke, bald-head, skin-head, whatever. All right. Why, why, why have you got the hair? Why have you got the hair? Well. No need. Well, no, well, um, but but do you know what I mean? He just, I he just doesn't seem. I just don't know what he would get out of lying about this, other than being featured with his face on front of the Sunday Sport, well, but not. For well, good I think reason. I think I think being featured on Bicycle Sunday Radio is generally considered good news. <laughs> I mean, so yeah, it's probably it's probably what, probably what spurred him on. To be honest, doing that. On so, next week on the podcast, we've got a special guest, and it's Alan Forsyth from Hoxton. Imagine, imagine if we had to get in contact with the people who we featured. Oh my god, it can't be hard to find him. Definitely not. I, we could Facebook him now. <laughs> Facebook him now. Look, Alan, nobody, nobody Facebook him. Add him into the more biceps, more about that Facebook group, please, everyone. Yeah, listen to this. Add him in. Someone find him. Add him in. The one with oh. uh, egg on your face and smiles up your bum, yeah. That's <laughs> yeah, that's Oh, brilliant. So, so there guys, you go, guys. There's your there's your weekly dose of news stories that didn't make the headlines but should have done. Um, MS is going to take a pound. Their stock's going to take a pound in now, I reckon. Oh, yeah. I'm hearing that. Um, anal, anal bead sales are well down. Um, but yeah, if you enjoyed that, guys, please, like I said, if you haven't already, nice little review. I know you're sick and tired of us saying it, but like I said, it is the only, literally the only little thing we're asking of you at the moment. So um, we'll keep we'll keep on about it, to be honest. Um, because, you know, we know what people are like. You know, we you forget. You know, I should have done that. Yeah, I forgot. Do it now. Um, so, yeah, thanks for listening. We're back next week. 
if you do have any funny news stories, post them in the Facebook group. Please do. Like we're we're more than happy to field those. Um, if nothing else as well, it might just make for, for good humor in the Facebook group on any given day as well. So um, yeah, have a great day with whatever you're doing. And um, yeah, keep your cherry tomatoes safe out there. All right. Get them in the freezer, guys.